have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, I'm Brian Von VA. Have you ever wondered what it's like to listen to an amazing podcast with voice actors and narrators? Ah, and bald people? Whoa! If so, today's your lucky day. The most handsomest fellows in the whole wide world are going to be talking to your favorite voice actors from around the globe. Ah, oh, how amazing is that? And they're doing it right here, right now, on I Know You Hear Me podcast. We have tons of celebrity guests, such as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Stop it, Arnie. We're not quite ready for you yet. And your favorite returning characters like Sylvester, I Had Seven Strokes Stallone. Uh, I don't know what it's about. I can't see anything right now. That's okay, Sylvie. You go sit in the corner. We'll take it from here. Right now, let's get right into the podcast, shall we? Hey guys, these are my experiences from day three at ICC, so we are doing, uh, inadvertently making this a trilogy, so this is part three, and I have got some big names. Day two was huge, day one was big, and this is the apex, so I hope you enjoy these interviews and my experiences from ICC day three in Nashville. All right, guys, we are back here for day three, and this is my second interview of the day back here at the table. We're in the media room at ICC day three here in Nashville, and I have got the guy that sniped me for a Hot Toys General Grievous. I don't know if I can let that slide or not, but he seems like a cool guy so far. Seems a little sleepy, though, and then he's got his lovely significant other with him as well. Guys, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, guys. I'm Sleeping Collectibles. I'm Space Buns. And guys, let's talk about y'all's experiences here this weekend at ICC. How's it been for y'all? It has been kind of wonderful. Uh, we didn't know we were coming down until very last minute. We got the go-ahead a week before. Nice. We lived oh, man. 10 hours away, so we like hopped in the car and just kind of winged it. And it's been a really fun trip. The best things come when you wing it. That's it. So what uh, What would you say has been your biggest purchase or your most successful purchase this weekend? Well, I got a re- I just we just got a really good purchase on an Ewok Village inbox vintage for, for, for 100 bucks. We got a hundred bucks out the door. Feeling real good about that purchase. Man, okay. I would too. I would too. Go Ewoks. Yes. Yep, yes. Like All right. Three-way fist bump. So let's talk about that uh, that General Grievous because I walked by it so many times over the last two days. When I finally had the courage to go back and do it, 
it was gone. How much decision making or how much contemplation did it take from you guys to pull the trigger on that? A lot. We walked through that booth at least nine times. Uh, I had bought an Obi-Wan statue from those ladies, mm -hmm. and they tried to sell me the Grievous, and I told them no. I said I didn't want it. I was like, I, I do, but I need to save money. You know, right, no, 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 no. right, right. Adulting. Exalt adulting. <laughs> I talked to my buddy Jason, who's also here, and he's like, I think I'm going to go buy one, too. So he bought one, and I was like... Well, if he's going to go buy one, I'm going to go How buy one. How dare he upstage me? He and I ended up getting the other one, and then you went for it, and it yeah, was, was like, oh, you could have had three, but my wallet thanks you. <laughs> so, Meanwhile, I told him, I said, if you see something and you want it, just buy it. It'll be gone. Because it'll be gone when you want to go back to get it. So The FOMO is real. It's yeah. The FOMO real. is real. It's either buy it here or buy it at an exorbitant price on the Internet however many months later. Man, that is so true, and I found my people in that regard. I ain't even mad about that. So let's talk about last night and the craziness that ensued after hours. What a wild event. Yeah. What Were y'all expecting any of that? Did y'all have any clue that was going to happen? Walk me through y'all's thought process no. on it. Wait, we were just enjoying the show, and I didn't realize that we had the greatest professional wrestler of all time in our presence. Out of nowhere, I hear a Ric Flair-esque promo out of my right ear. I stand up, I look to the right. And the all-American hero, out of nowhere, defends the honor of the great state of Kentucky. Uh, they may not think yeah. I, I like them that much, but I gotta, I gotta stake my claim. So hey, you're the champion, whether that's you it. like it or not. You are representing they like me or not. That's so, true. There it is. But man, you singing my praises here. I swear I didn't pay you to do that. <laughs> but so things got physical. They what did. was your reaction to that? I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. I, I was like, oh man, this is gonna escalate. This is gonna escalate, and then it escalated. I was yeah. not prepared. What were your thoughts? Did anybody have a countdown or a stopwatch to see how long I would stay on the floor with my feet folded over my head? I wish we would have, because that was top ten greatest cells I have seen all year. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. And then I got assaulted by a child. Yeah. I got no yeah. words for that. I don't, I don't even have, like, I don't know if my man card got revoked. I don't know. <laughs> but I will say that it did go to a good cause. So I'm going to let it slide. And I know that those guys had fun yeah. with it. But we, we do like that cause, too. You did a fantastic yeah, job. Oh my very, you. very wonderful. Well, guys, before I let y'all get out of here, I do a little segment on my show where my guests get to each ask me up to five random Ooh. questions. Ooh. Since we're doing many, uh, many interviews here, I'm going to let each of y'all throw one my way. Nothing is off limits. Wrestling, acting, cons, purchases, whatever it may be, I am at your mercy. Throw away. We're going to recast every film ever made. You okay. have to choose one and one character that you would have liked to play over the last 50 years. What character in cinema history do you think you would have been good at? Ooh. What character? Man. Uh, I don't... No Country for Old Men is one of my top movies. I like that movie. Good Absolutely call. perfect. Can't change anything there. I would love to be cast in a Star Wars film. Ooh. But I don't want to ruin anything there either. Man, I saw so. the way you took, you took a stunner right there. I think you'd be okay. Yeah. We, we can make it work. <laughs> we, but... In all honesty, just because he is one of my comedy and improv heroes, I would love to have been one of the news team in Anchorman, oh. just to be alongside Will Ferrell and Ron Burgundy. That would have been amazing. Because that's where I got a lot of my boisterous, outgoing, outlandish, loud character traits for my wrestling persona. So I would love to just be one of the main guys in Anchorman. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. What about you? What do you got? I want to know... After the whole ordeal that happened last night, how did it feel to get 
the lightsaber that they handed over to you. Man, I was not expecting that. I wasn't either, and I was like... And I wasn't even sure what it was. I thought it was just the case for the one that they gave to another person in the crowd earlier. So I'm like... Okay, I mean that's cool. I didn't even know that that one was a you know a Savvy's workshop from Galaxy's yeah. Edge, because I'm getting ready to go there and do one uh, at the end of next month. Wow! And oddly enough, as I was supposed to have already had one made, it was the same day that COVID shut the world yeah. down. Yep. So I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then I had a guy approach me after the fact, and he's like, hey, how much for the saber? And I was willing to sell it at what you would pay to uh, you know to buy yeah. it there, and I was gonna make another donation, but then he's like. Man, and I saw it too, and I was kind of hoping, like, is he gonna do it? Please don't do it. Please don't do it. And then it's like I see it. He says, "Man, I can't, I can't buy that from you. That is too cool. You keep it." Yeah. So, I mean, it's like great. Now I have a Jedi one, and I can go make a Sith one. Yep. So, yep. dude, I, I, I won. That's awesome. That's yeah. fabulous. I That's really that. cool. And I, I also got a saber this weekend. You did nice. get one. It was given to me. Yeah. Really? And yeah. then I had somebody write me on Facebook and offer to buy me it. a ton of money for it. And I was like, no, it's mine. <laughs> they were telling the story up on stage when uh, B-Dub bought his girlfriend the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. She was actually looking at it at the same I time. Had it in no my joke. hand. I was going to buy it. And the guy, oh, the seller, man. said, well, if he buys that lightsaber, I'll give this girl a saber for free in the meantime. Because so I, he ended up buying everyone's sabers may, at the same time. Mainly wow. it was because I had it in my hand, and they said to me, they were like, oh, well, you're going to have to fight her for it. And I was like, you know... I'm a friend, not a fighter. I said, you can have the saber. So you kept your whoop-ass boots to the side. I said, you can have the saber because I'd rather, up. <laughs> I'd rather make a friend than have to fight over a saber. And Absolutely. she ended up getting it. And because, I think it was more because I was like genuinely nice yeah. like that, they were like, well, she can get a saber too. The so. family the family dynamic lives yeah. in the community, and that's yeah. what's awesome. Even if, even if you snipe somebody, the friendship, the respect, the yeah. mutual love and admiration is still there, and that is awesome. Now, down I'm like because I really wanted it but I was like you know she really wanted it and I was like she can have it I'll get one I'm forced choking you with my mind but you (laughs) can have it you can have it so that's just it that's it well man let's uh let's plug y'all stuff real quick yeah definitely uh I have a YouTube channel I am sleeping collectibles I have a TikTok as well at sleeping collectibles we're on the road to 5,000 YouTube subscribers I'm about 300 away uh I'm about 4,000 away from 50,000 followers on TikTok yeah, we're, we're crushing the social media game lately. I gotta yeah. figure out TikTok. This is my my lovely fiance, Space Bun. She's got Hi. herself an Instagram. We're trying to work her into a channel as well. Instagram, trying to find what she needs. Yeah, I have I have a YouTube. I have one video, but for not for one video, I have like 135 subs for just one video. Wow. So that's not bad. I'll take it. I'll take it too. That's amazing. They call me Space Bun. So. <laughs> well, guys, we'll have links to y'all's information on the show notes. We'll help get you to that 5,000 mark. Yes. Man, we'll get you there. We'll get you past it, and we'll get every. Everybody connected, and we'll keep having fun here at day three of ICC. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, we are back here at the booth, and day three has been off to a hot, raucous, and crazy start so far, and it's only getting bigger and better from here because the day's not even halfway done yet. But I'm back here at my booth in the media room, ICC day three here in Nashville, and I got my good buddy, new friend Adam Moreno on the pod. Adam, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's been a great weekend. Man, it has, and... You are the epitome of small world because we met waiting in line to get credentials yep. Friday, and lo and behold, you turn around and ask me, hey, do you know Iron Bear? <laughs> lo and behold, Iron Bear is uh, 
Tom Coffey, a wrestler I've known for over 10 years but fell out of contact with, and you get me back in contact with him the same day, and it's like we never missed a beat, dude. How crazy and small of a world is that? It's it's insane. I ended up following you on Instagram, and I saw that it was mutual. You guys were mutuals, yep, yep. and I was just like, how do you know Tommy? And uh, he's been my friend for probably about the same amount of time right. but and it's it's so crazy because back in the day i met him as he was doing the the iron bear yep. character and then he kind of transitioned and started wearing a suit kind of looked like a john travolta from Pulp yep. fiction character yep. and man like we just we always nerded out together when we were in the locker room on shows but as adults as life goes on we fell out of contact and you were the conduit that got us back in man hey i'm glad to, glad to do it absolutely dude so tell me more about your weekend and your experiences here i know you've been doing interviews yeah. i was lucky enough to do one so How's everything been going? It's been great. Um, I This is my first time going to ICC Con. Nice. Um, my buddy said, hey, all the Clone Wars cast is going to be there. The Emperor, C-3PO, everybody's going to be there. Uh, you should you should go. So we already had to, we went ahead and bought tickets. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I've got my YouTube channel, Star Wars Comic Friend. I've got my TikTok and my Instagram, the Rex Tano. I'm also on Twitch, and so I've been doing this for a long time. And I, I, I my goal is to spread positivity in the Star Wars community. Absolutely. Uh, we've had a lot of negativity the past, you know, I would say five, seven years. Thank you, internet. Yes. <laughs> basically, since Disney came up, we've had a, a split in our yeah. in our fandom. And I'm trying to bring positivity. So even if there's something I don't like, I'm always surrounding it with. Absolutely. Even though it may not be my thing, it could be yours. Yeah. And so I, I put my name out there, and Michael was was kind enough to Dude, offer I me a, a, a chance to be a press. I dig it. And that's, uh, you know, talking to him, interviewing him about this, yeah. uh, that's exactly how I got the credentials as well. Check out my interview with him. It's already in the feed if you haven't already. Links to the subscriptions Such in the show nice notes. Guy. But literally, he was a fan that created this convention for the fans. I mean, the tagline, for the fans, by the fans, that's 100% He's a legitimate. humongous fan. Yes. And I'm just jealous of the guy getting to take Ian McDermott to and from his hotel in the airport <laughs> and watch Return of the Jedi in a van with the Emperor and get stories about how certain things came into play. Like, dude, that is, that is bucket list stuff. But um, I want to talk to you about something real fast, too, because sure. you mentioned it, the fandom. Yeah. It, it's split down the middle. It's very toxic. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because it's something I've debated myself with. Do you think that a lot of this negativity comes from the fact that these fans get these theories and speculations in their head of how something's going to play out, and then no matter how good the story plays out, how badly yeah. the story plays out, they're going to hate it because it's not what they envisioned and wanted in their mind. Do you think that's part of the reason? For yeah, this? I think it's I think it's a big part of it. Um, for me personally, I go I go off of what Dave Filoni said that George Lucas said, which is nothing but the movies and Clone Wars were ever canon. Yep. In his mind, all of Legends wasn't canon. Yep. So for all intents and purposes. That's what this is all about. Is that the people, my dad, myself included, yeah. we grew up like he he's he read every Legends comic, mm -hmm. every Legends book. He owns them all. Yeah, I read so many of them. That's what we grew up. That's what we kept reading. All that kind of stuff. And then for for a lot of people, it was something was taken away from them. Yeah. And I get being upset about it, but at the same time, I think we were there for Timothy Zahn's panel, yep. where he said, "Well, getting to redo everything." He who you know created Zon or created Thrawn created the Chiss almost Absolutely. completely from the bottom up. He got to actually go back and do things the way he wanted to. Yeah, and I think that was something that was really important to hear for a lot of the people that are still upset about the changes that are mm -hmm. happening. Is that a lot of the creators are getting another opportunity to fix some of the things? Because even in Legends canon, it was 
kind of a mishmash yeah. pot of, of everything. And so sometimes it even messed up itself. Yeah, it was hard to keep continuity because so, there was so much to pull from. And then on top of that, what you said, it was it was simply, you know, there was a lot of fan theories. Yeah. There still is fan theories. And when are. it doesn't happen, everybody gets mad about yep. it. And like, oh, is Mace Windu going to show up in, yep. in Boba Fett Season 2? Well, is there even a Boba Fett Season 2? Like, exactly. Now, I will say I do subscribe to the theory that, you know, we saw Palpatine steal the life force from Kylo and, and Rey in Episode 9. I fully and wholeheartedly still believe that he took the life force from Padme and put it into Vader to torture him for the rest of his life because he has to know that he technically killed her so that he could live. Did Vader not suffer enough? Exactly. Now you have to add exactly. this on top of it. But, oh, this another tragedy on top of it. But that just makes him stronger in the dark side too because he's walking in agony and misery and now he has that thought in the back of his mind knowing that he killed her. Well, have, well, you, he, have you read the comics? Yes. The, the Vader comics? Mm -hmm. the, the new run of Vader comics have been some of my favorite and yeah. our, our channel, you know, we specialize in, in talking about the, the comics and those Va that Vader line it has been torturous reading yeah. how sad Vader is like how sad Anakin is about what you're it, saying it's the yeah, death it, of Padme it's so cool to get that other perspective of this iconic villain that everybody thinks is emotionless which you mm -hmm. see it break down you see the armor crack over the, oh. the, the original trilogy yep. but man just seeing his backstory as yep. the kid the awkward love romance and love interest all that man you just see how tortured he was it's like he was born to suffer yeah and it, it's such he a almost was thing. basically yeah. but then when you get these backstories you see him struggle with the emperor yep. like in the comics too you see him like assault the emperor yep. and then he gets, he gets force lightning for it. yeah, yeah. And it, you don't see that dynamic. It's the only time the Emperor's Force Lightning has actually worked. Yes. yes. And it was because Vader did not attack him back. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's it's so cool to have all these unique perspectives. And as a fan, like, yeah, there may be things that I don't like or disagree with. But sure. I'm going to sit there and enjoy it because it's I Star love Wars. the franchise as a whole. It's Star, Star Wars, Wars is Star Wars is Star Wars, regardless of what it is. If it's a fan movie that's made yep. by the fans for the fans. If it's yep. a Legends movie. If it's animation. If it's live action. Yeah. Star Wars is Star Wars is Star and you can enjoy it or don't and that's what Absolutely. I say if somebody leaves me a hate comment about an opinion I had my thing is I'm so sorry that you may not have liked this yeah. issue or this thing I hope you can find joy in the Kenobi show or Bad Batch season 2 Absolutely. or anything like that because that's you may not enjoy the way that the comics are going you may not go you know the way that the shows are going Maybe you can find joy somewhere else. Otherwise, there are other fandoms you can join. Absolutely. And hopefully it's not as toxic there, too. Oh, but, I hope not. Man, before I let you head out of here, we got to do a thing where you throw a random question or two my way. So I'll leave it up to you if you want to do one, two, whatever it may be. Nothing's off limits. I obviously don't know what it is ahead of time. Sure. So fire away when you are ready. So you answered one of my questions uh, during another okay. interview. And you said that uh, you wanted to be a bounty hunter. If like if you're, if you could oh. do a wrestling persona in the Star Wars galaxy, what would it be? You said a, a bounty hunter. Absolutely. What something that I thought was interesting is somebody else pointed the mascot thing. Mm-hmm. Who would be like what what creature what 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 person what droid maybe would be the mascot that pumps you up that gets in there the Man. ring if you get knocked to the ground Man. this guy gets up there and it's like get up get up we got this get up okay. who is it gonna be. See, okay, this is where it's going to be a toss-up, and I might have to let these two guys fight it out, but <laughs> I would have to go with either Chewbacca or K2SO. Oh, gosh. Because that I just, fight would be, it would a, be a match in itself. Yeah. But see, I think if I had Chewie, I'd have somebody that was loyal to me. Oh, yeah. If I had K2, as much as our smarmy, smart-aleck attitudes <laughs> would click, 
I would probably get a robotic backhand from time to yeah. time. And I don't know if I could deal the with drama, that. The yeah. drama itself would be fine. It would yeah. be a whole storyline in itself exactly. that your mascot is, is trying to overshadow you. And then, you know, if he helps me win a match, it was like, I'm sorry. Flynn told me I had to. Yes. But, yes. But, man, yes. like, Chewbacca has always been my number he two behind great. the Emperor. So amazing. Actually, you know what? As much as I love Chewbacca, I think Chrysanthemum. I put Black Chrysanthemum. Black Chrysanthemum. That would have to be my mascot. So... He was one of the people, as soon as they showcased, he walked into the room. Yeah. And I freaked out. Of because course. as a comic book person, like, we, yeah. we've we known Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. We've known him since 2016. And there's a there's a storyline connection with Boba Fett, too. And, like, he was, he worked with Boba Fett. He fought Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. The scar from, the yep. scar on his face is from Obi-Wan. And that's how it, we also, how Vader found out Luke's last name. It's it's crazy. And, and so it's it's been great for me. As a star, as a comic fan, yeah. to be able to see some of the comic book people come to life, it's been Absolutely. a fan as a fan of the animation, being able to see Cad Bane, yep. being oh able to see God, the Grand yes. Inquisitor. It's like and I don't that, that everybody that complains about the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. Look at that second shot. Yep. Look at the second shot that they just released. His head looks fine. Yep. Come on, guys. I, I will say I I love that they're bringing in the voice actors yep. to to portray these live action characters. I love the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. One of my favorite parts of Jason Rebels. Isaacs. I just wish that you know just because I'm a huge Jason Isaacs fan, yeah. I wish it would have been him doing it. Yeah. But dude, I still he is love. so busy though. Yeah. That I, that man does not stop yeah. working. I'm hoping they'll announce him for Celebration this year because I missed him in 2019. But man, either way, I'm still gonna enjoy Kenobi. I'm still gonna see enjoy seeing a live action Grand yep. Inquisitor. Because that, man, that was and, the uh, heel was of it heels. fifth brother? Yeah, fifth, fifth brother, brother, the blind one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's, it's gonna be fantastic. You know, like, like Dave Filoni is giving us everything we want, and so is John Favreau. Everybody involved. That's something that you said earlier. Is that some like is it these fan theories in people's yeah. hands? Dave Filoni is the king of. He seems like to him and both him and uh, and uh, John Favreau, John Favreau yeah. both seem like those kids in that that meme where it's that they're playing with the action yes, figures. Yes. And it's like they literally just said, "Oh, hey, we loved Boba Fett as kids. Absolutely, let's do a Boba yeah. Fett show. Hey, we loved Mandalorians. Let's do a Mandalorian show. Hey, we loved all these things. Let's do these things." Yeah. And it's almost like they have these action figures and they're playing with them in their heads, yep. like they're kids because Star Wars is for kids, guys. Absolutely, like, Star Wars is and for kids. We get to enjoy it as adults. And Dave but Filoni like, is the one that George Lucas passed the torch exactly. to. That that was his apprentice. That was the master and apprentice. Exactly. So it's in good hands. I I trust I trust all, everything that Filoni has done. Yep. I have fallen in love with. Kanan Jarrus is oh one of my, my favorite yes. characters of yes. all time. Zeb. Zeb. Zeb um, he's one of the, the funniest actors God, of all yes. time. Um, but he created three of my top five favorite characters. Ahsoka, Captain Rex, and then Kanan Jarrus. And that's something, too, I just got to give a shout out to uh, Ashley Eckstein, who's also yep. here at the convention. Man, being the voice of one of the most polarizing Star Wars characters over yep. the last almost two decades yep. now, she goes from being absolutely hated, people think she's an annoying character, to one of the most beloved and the iconic. epitome of a Jedi, iconic. iconic characters. And you see people, like, her lines are out the door. Out, they, they're currently on day three, yeah. which is usually the day that things slow down. She has a secondary line yep. that is lined up across the yep. the, the con. They have Q because lines. Because they have Q for lines yeah. for the Q lines. And that's something like Ian McDermott, Anthony Daniels, they they have that. They've like, got, this is, yeah. 
Like she has just made that character. Can I say a funny story? Please do. So I met I met Ashley yesterday, and yeah. I got the photo op with the um the, the selfie with the the with the with the auto. Yep, I saw that on Instagram. Actually, it was yeah. so amazing. And the reason that her line takes as long as she does she does is she takes time to engage you. Yes. She looks you straight in the eyes, and she asks for your name. She wants to know you know all this stuff. Yeah. But what you said earlier about being a polarizing figure, in two thousand eight, I was right into high school like yep. freshman year of high school i was young Making me feel old. <laughs> the same the i was about the same age as ahsoka yeah when she was introduced into star Absolutely, wars yeah i fell in love with her and captain rex in 2008 created the name rex tano I love which it. is which is where, where 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 i am now i love it and all these years later the rex tano is my is still my my yep. username and now she is like the most iconic character. Captain Rex yep. is a beloved character that keeps finding a way back Absolutely. into the Star Wars universe. And it's just, it's been such an amazing thing, but she was so sweet to everybody. It, here's the thing, too. She meets so many, like, thousands I couldn't and do thousands it. of people. Couldn't do and, it. But she remembers if she's met or had a conversation she with She recognized you. me. And she referenced, I like, had never met her before. The, the crazy thing, and this blew my mind, seeing now how popular that everything has become, especially mm -hmm. since the end of the Clone Wars. Ahsoka's been brought back to live action with yep. The Mandalorian. When I met her at Celebration in 2019... It was scheduled at the time they did the reveal in the trailer for episode nine. Wow. So there were only two people, myself included, mm -hmm. in line to meet her. We chatted for about 15 minutes. Amazing. And she referenced that when she's like, didn't I meet you at Celebration? Oh, my it's like, gosh. The memory. I couldn't do that. It's like, okay, I, I, I got goosebumps, and I'm like, I don't know how to not fanboy, but can you sign these for my booth because I'm an actor now that I'm wants to work with I'm literally shaking yeah, like, right now. And then her husband is a baseball legend, and he's, he's so sitting nice. there talking to me about wrestling. He's so nice. Hey, and then she brought her dad and her mom, yes. and they were at the panel. And then, and they were so proud of her. It's, the, the it's so cute. The coolest part, though, was seeing her dad wearing uh, the Tano track yep. jacket with the, the clone yep. helmet. I'm like, yep. I just want you to know, cheap little plug for myself here, but I wear that jacket to the <laughs> ring sometimes. And her husband thought it was so cool. Like, yeah. baseball legend David Eckstein thinks that's cool. Like, what the? What is life right what now? What is life right now? We are, we are truly living a dream. This whole weekend has just been a dream, and I don't know if I can go back to reality I don't tomorrow. want to. I don't I, either. I don't really want to go back to work. Dude, I don't either. It's but you know adulting. Stay here. adulting yeah adulting. let's just Michael can you just pay for this for the rest of our just lives? the rest of our lives let's just hang out <laughs> thank you Michael Havens but man dude we could sit here and chew the fat about this and our nerddom and just our love of everything Star Wars but dude ICC has been a blast all weekend yes, and I know I'll be back next year I'm hoping I you hope, will be too. I hope so too dude, let's make it happen well dude thank you for being on here thank if you, you want to do a quick little plug for all your socials and everything how we can follow you please do yeah um you can find me on almost everything as the rex tano um and on youtube specifically i am star wars comic friend uh we do everything from comic book reviews i say in quotes mm -hmm. uh, we usually just say uh, you know how it connects to the world as a whole yeah um and uh what kind of people might like those things so uh thank you so much for having me dude absolutely and we'll have links to all your information in the Thanks. show notes so we'll get everybody connected appreciate you brother thank you guys that should sir and guys we are back here at the booth at his booth when they say thank the maker, they are talking about this guy. I am with a New York Times bestseller and the man that gave the fandom one of the greatest characters in Star Wars legend. 
This guy, and he's now canon. I don't want to get into that battle, but he's now canon. This is the guy that gave us Mara Jade Skywalker and my personal favorite, the Grand Admiral himself, Grand Admiral Thrawn. I've got the legend, Timothy Zahn. Timothy, how's this weekend been for you? It's been very busy oh, yeah. in, in the best sort of way. Absolutely. What does it mean to you to see all these people that are just so enamored and in love with the characters that you've created and now seeing them come into the what we now call canon universe of Star Wars? What does that mean to you? It means that I got these characters right. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a writer creates the best characters they can, the best stories mm -hmm. they can, but whether those stories and characters connect with the readers is something you know none of us has control over. Absolutely. And, and the fact that Thrawn has captured the imagination of so many people is uh, a great honor. It's very humbling. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just great to see how, how much Theron has permeated the Star Wars culture. Absolutely, and we're getting closer to his live on-screen debut as well, so Indeed. I'm counting down for that. But I have to ask now, because as a voice actor and an English major, what was your thought process with creating these uniquely multi-syllable chiss names? Because some of those are tongue twisters and tongue ties. How did you come up with those, and how do you pronounce some of them? I, they, I think they're all pronounceable. It's just right. uh, a little tricky on, on occasion. You pronounce right. them like they're like they're spelled. Easy enough. Um, when I in the original books, he was just Thrawn. We did mm -hmm. not do anything further than name. West End Games is going to bring out a uh, Heir to the Empire source book. Oh, okay. And when they sent me the proofs, they had given him a first name. I looked at that and thought. This doesn't seem right, so I mm -hmm. asked them to, to just drop that part so it never saw print, and then came up with the Chiss name. Actually, um, years before in the Cobra books, the uh, the Trofts had had that kind of clan name, a, right, a right. three-part name, and so uh, actually I had forgotten that at the time I created the Chiss names. I adapted that in with the central part being the core name for mm -hmm. the character. I love that, yeah. And it's it's so cool to see them like just how like they play out in the stories as well and how they're named or you know like um, Aralani. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Aralani like, is correct. The first time I read her full Chiss name, I was like, mm -hmm. uh, 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 and then I see it pronounced that way, and it's just. Yes. But it's it's so fascinating and it's so interesting. And then you told me or you said yesterday in your interview with ECPC TV mm -hmm. how you came up with Thrawn's name. Would you mind sharing that here? When I was first working on the start of the outline for uh, the Thrawn trilogy, mm -hmm. I thought that since Thrawn, I already established in my mind that he was a non-human. I thought that being the only non-human in the upper echelons would possibly make him a bit neurotic. And right. I tossed the idea around in my head for a little while and thought, no, this, this is not what I want. So I, I transferred all those neuroses and psychoses mm -hmm. to uh, the clone Sabiath instead. Right, right. But I had already settled on the name for the character, which was the Scottish word for twisted, Thrawn. Like that. Uh, so I decided to keep that partly because it sounded nice and strong, partly because I'd grown up in high school with a man from Uncle whose chief adversary was Thrush. So I'd gotten to like the THR combination. Right, right. Okay. And so Thrawn it was. I love it. I love it. I just love hearing that it, you know, it comes from the Scottish, the Scottish yeah. background. That's so fascinating. In fact, dictionary's word of the day, I believe, 
last year, was it on last year, May the 4th? On, on one of the days, Thrawn was their word of the no day. No joke, okay. And they mentioned it being the Scottish word. But Star Wars fans may recognize right, it. So they, right, right. Uh, and it, the it's crazy to say today is May 1st, so we're coming up on May the 4th yeah. again, so we'll see what the word is this year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we wrap up here, because I know there's people that have been wandering by looking at the booth, and I don't want to keep you from the interactions, would you mind throwing a random question my way? Uh, I'm an actor, voice actor, professional wrestler, huge fan of Star Wars. Nothing's off limits as far as I'm concerned. So if you don't mind throwing a question my way, I'm happy to answer. Question your direction. I'm going to go with Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx once was at some kind of meeting or whatever. Maybe it was a, a, a mind reader demo or something, some mm -hmm. magician. I don't remember the context exactly, but at the end, the person yeah, feeling all triumphant says, are there any questions? And Groucho stood up and said, what's the capital of South Dakota? So there you go. Is it Bismarck? I think that's North Dakota. Oh, no. Shame on me. I don't know that. Uh, I could have them backwards. The other one's Pierre. Spell Pierre. I think South Dakota's Pierre. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're right because I I'm getting them confused now so I'm gonna well, I'm gonna secede too, to so you. <laughs> we apologize to all our fans in in uh, North and South Dakota. Absolutely, but this man right here, New York Times bestseller, created one of the greatest characters in Star Wars history. I give the victory to him, so he is correct. But Mr. Zahn, thank you for being on here today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you've had a good experience here. All right, guys, we are back here in the media room, back at the table. I've got Jessica, who hosts the podcast Tales by Dark Saber White. Anthony Daniels just got off the stage with ECPC TV. Holy. Well, I'm not going to say it right now. There's children in the room, but my God, what an awesome experience. Jessica, how has this weekend been for you here? Oh, this has been so much fun. This is the first time that I've come to a Star Wars-related convention, and just being able to have the kind of the walls broken down between Absolutely. fans and uh, creators, actors, um, it, it's just so phenomenal to be yeah. in a place where everybody is just as excited as you are. Absolutely. I mean, it was pretty cool seeing you on stage yesterday interviewing Anna Graves as well. How was that for you? That was, oh man, the the highlight of my, my weekend. Um, absolutely made this entire event. 100%. Um, yeah, that, that was something that I wasn't really expecting to be able to do, yeah. but uh, just in the right place at the right time, and uh, couldn't have asked for a better first interview um, with somebody that I truly admire. Absolutely, and let's, let's get into your podcast now, Tales by Dark Saber Light. Stories by Story Dark Saber Light. Oh man, sorry, that's sorry. Okay. Synonyms be damned. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Tell me about the podcast. What, what got you to start that, and... What star? Uh, what's it about? Um, well, it came about as a um, a, a podcast that was going to be devoted to s deep dives into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And um, my podcast co-host and I, we both have um, a real interest in stories and how yeah. they're told told effectively. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to just kind of um, react to new Star Wars content, also do deep dives into characters and stories, and really pull out why is this franchise so enduring? Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And one thing I wanted to um, to ask as well, because this has actually come up on some other interviews I've done today, with the fan base, we've heard panels on stage now. We've seen them go live with debates about legends, canon, all this stuff. Sometimes the fan base can be toxic. And I pose the question, do you think it's a toxic thing because they have all these theories in their head that 
while they may be cool and may be interesting, if they don't see it play out on screen, no matter how magnificently acted out the scenes and the story is told, it's not going to satisfy what they want because it's not what they thought of. Do you think that's a big factor in that? Yeah, great question. This is something that I've thought a lot about, and I don't think that it's the fact that there are fan theories that is the, the part that kind of makes it toxic. I think that's such a natural reaction to content that we love. Yeah. The problem is that when you spend so much time theorizing about content and the hiatuses between movies, between uh, seasons of shows mm -hmm. is so long, that you just spend so much time um, getting into your fan theories that you just you wish that you could be the one writing it. Right. I, I think that the way to keep things not toxic is to, you know, um, kind of, you know, practice Jedi detachment. Absolutely. Have your theories, hold them lightly, and then we can always um, celebrate or criticize what we do get on screen, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be tied into what you specifically were hoping for. Because Absolutely. the writers certainly don't have an obligation to come to the same yeah. conclusions you do. They're, they, they're in their positions for a reason. Yeah. And truth be told, I'm a fan more than anything else. I'm If I don't love it, I'm not going to badmouth it. I might shrug my shoulders and come back to it another day, but I'm never going to go and argue with somebody about it. But, yeah, it just, it's, you nailed it spot on. So, solving the world's problems, <laughs> one podcast at a time. Somebody pay us for that, please. Please. But, what has been, outside of interviewing Anna Graves, your biggest experience at ICC this entire weekend? Um, you know, honestly, it's been getting plugged in with other podcasters Absolutely. just like this. I mean, I've kind of been just hanging out in the podcast room. I knew the Rule the Galaxy guys who were here this mm -hmm. weekend. And um, I think that you come to an event like this hoping to get your autographs, get your photo ops. Yeah. But ultimately, um, it's so satisfying if you really treat it like a networking opportunity yep. with just other fans, other creators. Absolutely. And so I'm really excited about those connections that have been made this weekend, too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is my first convention appearance as a guest, and it has been a 100% mind-blowing networking experience because, you know, like, Headless Ned Stark YouTube channel, ECPC TV. That is a mouthful to get out, but I got it right this time. Back of the cereal box, rule the galaxy. Getting to go on stage with some of these people, you know, like last night with the Josh Pence unboxing, you know, live panel. All this insanity this weekend has been awesome. And it's been great to get connected with you. And I know that you are an aspiring voice actor, so I have a feeling that one day we're going to be talking off air. I'm going to get your name and the credits next to mine. So I look forward to that. But before we wrap up here, because I think they're getting ready to start another interview, I want you to throw one question my way. Nothing is off limits. Oh, gosh. Um, as somebody who has, um, you know, had a career that is very varied mm -hmm. um how what do you think is are, are the important aspects that you've taken from kind of each of your the big parts of your career that is contributing to um your future as a, a voice actor or a podcaster or other um uh, creative creator I'll, I'll sum it up into i, I can't even count me things but bring your best authentic self to the table don't be afraid of who you are because if you don't believe in what you're doing, nobody else around you will. And then on top of that, approach it with a why not mentality. Of course, make smart decisions, but I would rather live knowing that I tried something and failed as opposed to not knowing at all. So if you can do that, you can be willing to make mistakes and learn from those failures, then you are unstoppable. So just bring your best authentic self. Be teachable. Be coachable. Approach it with a why not mentality and live with no regrets. 
Well said, well said. I love it, I love it. And thank you for getting connected with me here this weekend. And like I said, we'll be talking off air about the voice acting because I have a feeling one day, if the force is on our side, we're going to see our name in the credits, hopefully in a Star Wars franchise piece. So, fingers crossed. That is the dream. Thank you so much. We are back, everybody. This is a live recording on stage at ICC Day 3 here in Nashville. Just when you think the weekend can't get any bigger. I mean, Day 2 last night took a stunner in front of a live crowd, streamed across social media, helped raise money for the Nashville Humane Society, and I thought that was going to be the peak of the weekend. But here we are, live on stage again, before all the festivities start and Day 3 gets even crazier. And I'm here on stage with some legitimate royalty. She has not only been an American dad, you've heard her voice in Jumanji, you've heard her in several video games, but most famously and nearest and dearest to my heart, she is the on-screen love interest of one Obi-Wan Kenobi. She is the voice that brought this character to life. She is the voice of the Duchess Satine. This is Anna Graves. Anna, thank you for being here. Good morning, Flynn, my shining Jedi Knight. I, I considered myself something of a Sith, but you're melting my cold heart. Thank you. See, Thank you. Uh, the Duchess sort of tends to do that. This is my angle. Very, very true. And a, a fellow Tennessee native as well. I am. So. I'm originally from Memphis. Man. Hey, Memphis. These uh, OG Tennessee natives are hard to find these days. So yeah. It's, uh, it's transplants galore now, and it's like a, finding a unicorn if you find somebody that's born here. <laughs> I'm happy to be a rare sighting. I've lived in L.A. for 24 years, and I am. I still keep my southern roots, uh, my nice and my Absolutely. politeness right so people are constantly asking me where are you from <laughs> absolutely and I mean it it shows too because you know like everybody is blown away by that southern hospitality you hear the stereotypes you hear everything and then you come and experience it and it's like okay that wasn't an exaggeration yeah they're loading me up with soul food now I can't walk you yeah. know it's right right uh, you kind of regret it at the end but it's well worth honey it. is that your third plate have a fourth have a, we're not gonna let you leave here empty come on, come on. <laughs> it's like it's like going to grandma's you know Grandma. but you have been all over the place this weekend and you have done some amazing interviews you've been asked a lot of great questions so I want to go kind of a different direction with the ones that I'm going to ask and expound off of some things that I have experienced and that you have said. Um, talking about your endeavors as a voice actor specifically, you mentioned uh, you know the ratio of auditions you send to what you actually book, sending those MP3s, forgetting about it, submit it and forget it as people have famously heard me say. How did you get into that mindset? What was it like for you accepting that and then how do you still apply that to this day especially if it's a huge role yeah yeah dude that's a great question Thank and you. i i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say that i'm amazing at <laughs> not getting down on myself but that right but that is part of the job that is part of the job as an actor as a performer um, is that you try and you have to be at your top caliber with all those auditions. You have to yep. do your best and then let it go because there are so many other factors that don't have to do with you mm -hmm. uh, that ultimately lead to who will get the role. Absolutely. Ranging from they've worked with someone else before, they know that they love them, they want to work mm -hmm. with them again, to, you know, uh, to rates. Oh, I don't want to pay that, I want to pay this, yeah. to, you know, different things. Like, I mean, there's so many factors. So, I just give everything my all, 120% above yep. and beyond, and then put it out there and hope 
uh, and it it doesn't always turn out. Right, but I mean, you you still get the auditions, and yeah, as the saying goes, the auditions are the job. The actual. Right you know, in studio or behind the mic, that's the fun part. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, and yeah. then when you book one, right, mm-hmm. you have that awesome feeling like I, that, I did that, and I had a good feeling about that. And Does that happen to you? It's still so surreal to hear my voice on anything, yeah. like it, a manufacturing commercial, something for Stanford University. Those are probably the two biggest things I've done, but it's, you hear your voice and it's, <laughs> wow, okay, that's me. That, that's yeah. pretty cool. You yeah. know, like, it, it's a humbling feeling because you don't, in my mind, that's not supposed to happen to me, but yeah. you know, but I mean, that's, that's a great mentality to have because the factors that go into it are beyond your control and you can only control the controllables. And that's the hardest thing to remind yourself of. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to stay positive. Remember why you love it and keep going. Absolutely. And then a second question I have for you, um, because as I mentioned, you were the on-screen love interest of one Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. The, what everybody would probably say is the most stereotypical epitome of a Jedi Mm -hmm. by the virtues uh, despite him turning a cold shoulder or a blind eye to what Anakin and Padme were doing he stood by those Jedi morals and values but then you find out he would be what they might consider flawed because he did have a love interest said he would walk away from that lifestyle and that order if your character had done that what was it like for you to be introduced as a character that brought that that side of him to the series what was that like for you Well, after I pinched myself several times and said, this is happening, I'm working on Star Wars. Um, Look, Obi-Wan is Mm -hmm. a multifaceted character with many sides to him, right? So his life experiences as a person and as a Jedi have made him who he ultimately becomes Mm -hmm. and who we met as old Ben um, in A New Hope, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really great to take a character like his and move backward and say, well, what shifted in him? What made this change? How do we make that, you know? So I definitely took that, his character, into account, Mm -hmm. but I also focused a lot on my character and what Dave Filoni wanted to bring to Mandalore. Right, right. And how she was and how, what she thought and what her attitude toward Obi-Wan was and what her regrets and what her um, hopes and dreams were aside from being a duchess. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm... (laughs) We want to be royals, you know. I'm not a royal, right? I don't get it. I don't get the pains, the the, the things that you don't get to do when you have that that um, that responsibility. But she had it, yep. and so I think together we made a really interesting pairing, and we were strong characters that um, you know had a lot of chemistry too. Absolutely, absolutely. And then something uh, that really jumps out to me because I I've heard you do it several times on stage, especially using that very regal, very royal. Mm-hmm. That dialect. What led you to pursuing and studying various dialects? Because that's something that I've taken, you know, the responsibility of over the last year. Yeah. And I've learned 13 so far. Oh, but great. How did you uh, become familiar with dialects and bringing those to your character? Well, let me ask you this Are you a singer? I have a musical background, but I would not consider myself someone you would want to hear sing. Okay. I can carry a tune, but I don't think you'd want to hear it. 
I, uh, I hear you. But <laughs> even if you don't consider yourself a singer, I feel that it's very important for voice actors to sing yes. and to know their instrument in the mm -hmm. singing realm um, because it has to do with pitch control. It has to do with tone. Absolutely. Um, all those sounds, right? Right. So um, I, to create a, a specific timbre for a character or um, really hone in on something, mm -hmm. it's a, it's your this is an instrument. Very I much damaged so. mine two weeks ago, so I'm very husky right now. And I have to tell you, as a voice actor, that is terrible because even my auditions right now sound different right, than right. I normally sound. So if I get hired for Gatorade and they're like, well, wait, where's that raspy voice that you did in the audition? I'm, I'm like, sorry, I lost my voice and I was raspy let me, let when me I auditioned. Let outside for a minute, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is, it's this is it's a precious instrument so Absolutely. for me getting back to like accents and and things like that i think i just always had a good ear mm -hmm. i had a good ear for pitch i had a good ear for um being on key so imitation is the you know very, finest very so. form of flattery correct mm -hmm. right so for a character like duchess satine it's said in the specs like kate blanchett from elizabeth and i i loved that movie it came out um not too long before the mm -hmm. clone wars started casting so she had this very regal attitude and very um sort of you know queen's english yes uh, uh, but i am no man's elizabeth it was that very you know so i lightened it up a little bit uh <laughs> obi-wan my my shining jedi knight it, uh, it was the very um and it was interesting too because you don't want to try to get into the cadence that obi-wan does as well right. or, or try to yeah, yeah hello there i can't mimic that as you know <laughs> not going there um so i had to the juxtaposition of the two characters you know right, i, I right. liked to keep her um uh, matter of fact absolutely um and you know very always meaning what she says but um but also it was fun flirting with Obi-Wan, I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, it was written into the script. It was right there in I black like and it. white. I like it. And then my last question before I let you throw one my way cool. is when, you know, there's been videos that have made the internet about like the Clone Wars cast being in the same room for auditions or for script reads, whatever it may be. You get that energy in the room to play off each other. When COVID hits or you're in a studio by yourself, how do you bring that same energy or how do you stay out of your own head to not overanalyze and self-direct yourself? Sure. So acting, it's just that imagination mm -hmm. that you have to bring to the job and you have to. Um, so I ask questions from the director. What's my proximity to the character I'm talking to? Are we right next to each other? Right. Is this pillow talk? Or are we across the room from each other? Am I shouting a little more? What, what's the right, proximity? Right. What's my attitude toward them? Do I like them? Do I not like them? Do I have disdain? Am I uncomfortable? So I need all those questions answered and then I know how to deliver the lines. Absolutely. Um, if you explain the situation to me and I can imagine me, you know, if I am in Voltron and I'm in a fighter uh, pilot uh, situation and I'm trying to explain to someone what's happening around me, I. You know, have I ever been a fighter pilot? No, but I can imagine being yeah. in a stressful situation because I've had stressful, stressful situations right. in my own life, right? Mm -hmm. So I recall that memory and use that substitution to get me to that place. Um, and it can be sad sometimes too, like when you're pretending to lament a dear friend in a video game Absolutely. and you don't know who that is. Well, I just pretend that I'm lamenting someone who really means something to me right. to the point where I get a little teary and the of directors course. are like, 
oh, that was so sad. You leave it all. Yeah, you leave it all behind the mic. <laughs> you leave it. it all behind the mic. I love it. You I know. It. I, so when you're okay, did you start wrestling first, and then you ultimately became more of a performer, and then got into voice acting? I had a little bit. Um, all through high school and middle school, I was a band kid. Had a concert, symphonic performance, uh, marching band, all that. Yeah. I had done middle school drama and elementary school, but when you get into band, that takes over your entire life. Sure. So I had that. I had always been a wrestling fan. So as soon as I graduated, um, I started wrestling, still went to college, worked full-time schedule, full-time college schedule, and wrestled anywhere from three to five nights a week. Started a family, uh, tried to walk away then, came back, inadvertently walked away in 2018, and started voice acting then, got into improv, Shakespeare, and then the dialects too, and it's just got pulled back in after the fact because if somebody that's been doing it for X amount of decades asks you to come back because they want to have a retirement match with you, then yeah. you, you can't say no. Right? So, yeah. But it, it's insane how much like that helped me get ready for the full-on endeavors of acting or voice acting, and then how much that helped me bring something different to the table from what I brought, you know, the first time. So right. it's it's insanely different how much this stuff all weighs in together. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you are somebody else when you step in the ring yeah. versus who you are in your own life, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So it's the same thing behind the microphone or right. behind the camera. Absolutely. It's like on here, I'm a nice person, but I don't get paid to be a nice person when I right. wrestle, but I still have all the stuff like you see on the booth back there, you know, donations for the Humane Society, products to sell for the kids. Like, yeah. I just, I want everybody to have something there and I want everybody to benefit from it while I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, I think we all love watching somebody fight a good fight. Absolutely. Be it a real fight in the ring mm -hmm. or the fight of taking up for oh, people yeah. who can't necessarily fight for themselves. Absolutely. So I think, I, I don't think you're too far off. You're all, you're in the whole, the, <laughs> the realm of your true self. Right, and, and that's, that's a big thing of bringing the authentic self to every audition, every character or yeah every performance you do for sure yeah for sure for absolutely sure. i know well cool. i totally respect it i Thank love you. what uh, wrestlers do i've Thank done you. a lot of like stuff off and on through the years for wwe voiceover wise so oh okay so. Uh, i may not be able to talk about some of that stuff right now <laughs> that's we'll, okay we'll talk off mic cool cool cool, cool, so. cool. <laughs> but anna seriously as we're coming up on time here i want to thank you for uh coming on here and taking the time in your busy schedule this week a little bit of a care package for you here. I've got one of my shirts, a couple decals from my wife. Check her out on Etsy, decals by Ken's. Will do. And then I've got a couple photos in my card in there for you as well. So nice. thank you so much. Oh, of course. Let me give you a nice uh, wrestler shout out. Thank you very much, Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> thank you, guys. Check out ICC for the rest of the day here. Go get subscribed to the podcast. We're on all podcasting platforms, on all social media platforms. Go check it out. The Duchess Satine approves. I think you will like it too. So check us out and come see us at ICC before the day wraps up. And I know you hear me. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hi, everybody. We're here over at IC Collectors Convention in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, here at the IC Show. I'm Owen Cotter for SciFiction.com and SciFiction.World. We have here Mr. Flynn Hendricks. And Mr. Micah of ECPC Studios. Awesome. ECPC TV Studios. Now, yeah. Micah, you do a studio stuff with this. What Correct. do you do exactly? You have some stuff you do as well. Oh, buddy, let's take a minute here. I am an actor, voice actor, podcaster, and professional wrestler. I wear at least four hats. Uh, there are many more, but I, we'd be here all day if I named everything I'll else. say, what don't you do? Jack of um, all trades. Juggle chainsaws. Yeah, I don't I, do I bet that. you could, though. I'm also not a stripper. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. But you could be. <laughs>
we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll later. discuss that later. If there's money to be made. We're here at a Star Wars themed event. It centers around heavy around collectors and uh, you know vintage toys and stuff like that. The Star Wars franchise. We just had Mr. Anthony Daniels speak before us. Uh, about his career in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, what we'd is, like to apologize for that, by the way. Oh, uh, it's all good. He's great. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, impact of Star Wars on the uh, pop culture ecosphere of the whole, you know, pop pop culture zeitgeist, as he called it. Oh, uh, yes. What what does it take? What is the message it took from you to, when you watched it the first time, and then Mike as well? It. I was just mesmerized as an eight-year-old kid because in 1997, my parents mm -hmm. took me to the re-release at the movie theater back in Hermitage, Tennessee. Special editions. Yeah, yeah, special editions. I had no idea about any of this being re-released, none of that. So I was mesmerized as a kid. I was gung-ho. I was just over the moon when my mom brought home the three-pack VHS trilogy. And then as I grew up and it was in high school, you know, I middle school through high school the mm. prequel trilogy comes out yeah I, I jumped right into that too and then like everybody else i kind of fell away until the sequels came back out right but i mean it's just it, it has been such a consistent in my life and it's it's been a bonding thing because it's what my parents introduced me to and now my kids i'm it's a generational thing i'm passing it right. down to them That's it's the torch. Yeah. it's been a huge impact in my life for as long as i can remember what about you, Micah? What's your take oh, on the franchise? Star, Star Wars, to me, like Flynn said, to me, it's it's very generational. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have children, but I, I know people who do, and I and a lot of times they want me to, hey, watch Star because, you know, I'm like the cool uncle. That's all good. Um, they're like, hey, I want you to introduce my child to Star Wars. And it is very, very, it's a universe that George created for us all mm. that it's just hard not to love. For sure. Especially with people like Anthony who was just here. Yeah. And the characters that were given to us are so lovable, likable, except yeah. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So uh, being at this event, this is, I believe is the fifth year, right? Am I correct on that, Micah? This is 18, 19... 21, 22, 4th. 4th year. Fourth year. We're coming up on the they skipped year. 2020. And some of the guests this weekend uh, have been uh, Ian McDermott from Star Wars and all, you know, the Emperor. Emperor. Pal Emperor Palpatine. Execute all Do it. Stut. <laughs> and then you've got uh, C-3PO, of course, who was here, Mr. Anthony. A lot of other guest uh, stars this weekend. We've also had some other stuff from like Ninja Turtles, people doing artwork and all that. Oh, yes. Uh, the IC Collectors Convention. What are you looking forward to possibly next year? I mean, any guests that you would like to see come next year or? Man, or um, if you could get get them to you know come down, well, who would you like? I to mean, see? let's just get Ewan McGregor. Let's just yeah. get Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor Liam, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I mean, I'm sure Liam he's Neeson. Not busy. Celebration can't even get Liam Neeson. Right, I mean, right. But in, in all but we honesty, can. we will. We will. Sorry, <laughs> it's called manifest. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. I kind of made a promise for you that and, I wrote a Mr. check that you can't cash. Mr. Neeson, uh, we have a very specific set of skills <laughs> that make us uh, very lucrative for you to come here. Right. <laughs> so you've got like a lot of musicians down. I think somebody would be cool would be Greg Grunberg. Oh, he has a band, uh, yes. uh, rock and roll, and I think one of his guitar players or something is Scott Grimes who drives the Orville. So that'd be a cool one. So you get an actor oh, and you get a man. musician for the band as well down there with the other guys. So. Get a nice little uh, con men concert right, right. going so on. You got con men, you can have Greg Grunberg and a whole bunch of assemblage of people. It would, it would be a... Uh, no pun intended, Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, the one thing I love about this convention um, is that it's very, very friendly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, 
It's for the collector by a collector. Right. It's very inclusive. Mm. It's very family oriented. It is run by one of the most gentle hearted, great men that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Havens. He is the man, the, the man, founder the, of the myth, event. the legend. And right. like when he came on our show, you know, he said, I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. Right. He's one of the biggest toy collectors probably in this in the in the south for sure absolutely and i mean like just when i reached out to him the first time because my first ic convention was in 2019 back in williamson county right i knew the convention was coming up i hadn't even bought tickets yet but i asked if he wanted to be a guest on my show and just him coming on being so generous so approachable and telling his story he literally is one of us fans and Mm -hmm. he made this convention for everybody to come have those experiences and you know, like he referenced not having the Imperial Shuttle as a toy when he was a kid. Right. That's, a now great, he, that's a great toy, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now he owns five. I've seen one out for sale on the right. floor. They're like He brings all this to us so that we can have those nostalgic childhood feelings, have those memories, and pass them on. You know, keep it generational like Star Wars is for us. Just right. pass it on to our kids or bring, a, bring your dad with you that maybe bought these toys for you when you were a kid, sure. and you get to relive those memories again. It's, right. it's an amazing thing he's done. I gotta ask you, Micah, and also you as well, Flynn. What is your favorite uh, aspect of Star Wars? Are y'all looking forward to uh, Obi Wan, of course, and all these new shows? I I am looking. I, I well, it looks amazing. It trailer. looks so good. The only I only have one really complaint is the the Inquisitor's head. Kind of oh yeah, me. yeah, they're good. The Inquisitor's head <laughs> kind of bothers the crap out of me, Love but it. I understand. Cad Bane's hat bothered the crap out of me too in Mandalorian, but you know, you just sometimes you just got to be like Elsa and right. let it go. So, <laughs> Disney, that was for you. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm just trying to please the mouse. Everyone, please the mouse so we can <laughs> have more please the Mickey Mouse. Star Wars. Right. Um, I've Star Wars is just I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to. Um, Sorry, I just got a text from security. I thought it was George uh, Lucas. No, no, George, George is next week. Okay. Um, he'll be on the show next week, but it'll be me in a costume. Um, no, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'd like to apologize. Oh, yeah. um, I'm actually looking forward to Andor. Oh, yeah. 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 The Rogue One prequel. Yes, yeah. I'm actually, be on, not only because, one, I, well, what are you going to do? Because, you know, you should have kept them alive. Right. But, two... Because the characters that we love can all show up. Ah, yes. There is no place, one yeah. dead That's in true. Andor. Very true. Very we true. could get 3PO. We could get Luke. We could get Han. For we sure. could get Bail Organa. Bail Organa. Jimmy Smith. We could get there. That, that one Pat thing, like, with, and same thing kind of with Kenobi, but we mm. know Kenobi's going to be more James Bondish. Right. Because he's, he's supposed to be dead. But right. Andor can open up some doors mm. for us that, as Star Wars fans, are like, you know, it's like when we saw Darth Vader in Rogue One. Right. We were like, <laughs> Uh, it's like a Easter egg, but a full yeah, full realization. You know, of like, or, or even in Rogue One itself, when we got Doc, Dr. Evazon and Ponda Ba. Or, uh, and Ponda, Chopper, too. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah and, and Chopper. Shuttle, shuttle yeah. you know, and then even 3PO and R2, you know, in you're like, haha, they're in every right. movie now except Solo. Right. Um, but I, that is, I'm actually looking forward to that. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I can't wait for Kenobi. And or mm. can open some doors to Star Wars fans that were previously closed for sure and that to me is exciting now kenobi it's gonna blow us all out of the water oh yeah, oh, yeah. let's sure. let's let's not be it's gonna be hard to make that bad um right especially 
you know, if Filoni and Favreau are kind of looking over it, since they're right. kind of the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars of the Star Wars TV, right. you know, I mean, no, they didn't. I know they didn't write it or anything like that, but they're kind of the approval the matter. Approval guardians. Yes, the good stuff. So, um, but they did let us down. Book of Boba Fett. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I still in Filoni and Favreau we trust. Huh. So I'm actually looking forward more to that. Yeah. Um, and then Ahsoka. I, oh, yes. I yeah. can't even tell you what yeah. I want yeah. to know about Ahsoka. I want Grand Admiral Thrawn so bad I can taste it. I want I want Ezra as far as that goes. Ezra Bridger, yeah. Yeah. We were talking actually today. I, I got the run into Timothy Zahn. I was asking him that very same question. He said Filoni's got it ready. He just needs the two bookends so he can fill in the gap with the, the literature of all the jazz and all that. He was saying that we talked about uh, his uh, – Opinion on who should be an actor. He didn't exactly give me a specific name, just a few uh, ideas, Jason Isaacs, a few others. But he said anyone that does Admiral Thrawn should have that, you know, that gravitas of, you know, the strategic leader. But, you know, he's like, is a certain person that have to fill that. Absolutely. He said Jeremy Irons, I believe, would be a good one. Something yeah. Like that. Oh, voice of Scar. Yeah, from versus Lion Scar. For, yeah. I actually yeah. want, I don't know if you guys have seen. Lars Mil- Milton. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lars Milton. Yes. Yeah. The voice Who, actor. The voice, the voice actor, actor of Thrawn looks like, to me, I'm like, wow, you paint him blue, give him red eyes. Right. He yeah. could be Thrawn. <laughs> Legit. And yeah. still and would be able to bring the voice sure. from the, the rep, from Rebels. People, It's just a seamless transition. It'd actually, be probably I've be got the best goosebumps thing. thinking about I mean, yeah. in, for Thrawn, I don't want Jeremy Iron. I'm sorry. I don't want a big actor. I don't want a big actor to step in those shoes right. because... I like it like Mark Hamill right. was a nobody right. and he's Luke Skywalker. Right. I, I, I don't want somebody who I can be like, oh, that guy's Scar and that guy's right. yeah. been in Aragon and that guy's in Man in the Iron Man. You know, mm. I would rather have someone who can take the part and make it their own and we can go, that guy's Thrawn. Yep. Lars Mikkelsen, if you're watching, you should be the next. I mean, yeah, the rumors are already running rampant, so yeah, let's, hope, I mean, that, they, let's hope they're true. I, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. the guy is tall. He looks like him. He's a perfect... Just painting and, blue. Which is one of the reasons why they casted him as, as Thrawn, too, right. because they're like, hey, you kind of have the look and the voice. Yeah. And his brother's already in the franchise as Galen Urso anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, keep true. it in the family. So, I mean, I just think that... I, I don't I don't want a big actor. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Right. Just because, just like with Marvel movies... I. Marvel movies are great because we got actors we didn't know, and they made great characters. And so, but that's my opinion when it comes to a lot of superhero stuff. And don't give me someone big. Give me someone who can break the character out. Absolutely. I got to ask both you guys. We're in a collector expo, heavy in Star Wars vintage toys. Do you know whether you, Flynn, do you collect or what? Oh, look to your left. Left. Yeah, he's got me beat this. Look weekend. to your left. Gee whiz, everybody, he's got a loot. Oh man, some good, some good stuff. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that that's dangerous. I there. was tame this weekend. <laughs> I was. I gotta, was gotta, gotta hold your wallet intact. In yeah. Know. So, uh, what kind of you collect? Mostly vintage or modern or both? Uh, or? I'll be honest. Like I grew up collecting the Power of the Force, okay. the, the Kenner figures, yeah. but I am absolutely in love. And yeah, here they come again. They just oh, put wow. me to shame again with what a case you, coming. Uh, we got some toys coming I can't in the building. Let you right go now. anywhere. <laughs> I, I love the six inch. <laughs> He's bringing you even more toys, man. I love the six inch black series. Oh, yeah. I collect uh, Dragon Ball because those were the two big things for me growing up. Dragon Ball and Star Wars are my main go tos. Oh wow, he's got a snow speeder here in the back. It's all and it's a black series, I believe, as well. It's yes, always it black series with him. So the collector aspect of the event is uh, wildly popular. Of course, it builds a community of people that enjoy the collecting ecosphere. Um, what would you like? What's the message of all the collecting jazz and all the stuff in general? What does it like mean to you, oh Michael? 
Collecting for me is one self gratification. I'm not going to lie. Just getting that one figure right. that you've needed. Yeah. And you're like, Last 17, power of the four. <clears throat> yes. You're just like, oh my God, I got it. Finally. Right. And uh, also a shared community. I love, oh, yeah. like, me and like, the gentleman you just saw come in. He's my right. best friend. And we going out hunting together for something is just fun to us, which yeah. most right. people would find right. boring. I love the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Of trying to find the thing that you want. Right. And then the gratification of when you find get it and then when you get it for that price that you want that you want that's not that you're like, like yeah. you know you stick to your guns you say i want it for this price right. it make it makes all the times of going to the store and finding the empty peg right or the pegs of the landos the roses the fins whatever it may be when you finally find that fresh wave there or you find that one that shouldn't be there but like it a is blue snaggle tooth or a yak face right like yeah <laughs> when you get there like nowadays all targets are lando calrissian right. and the carbon collection yeah it's like Green Calrissians, vintage collection Calrissians. Random Bo-Katan. <laughs> Can't wait to see these on clearance. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> but the, uh, what have we here? What have we here? We've got the uh, aspect of collecting and stuff. Uh, next year, are, are you guys going to uh, be here as well? Oh, and absolutely. Awesome. Me as well. We uh, will run this podcast room until Michael Havens yeah. tells us no. Yeah, this is an amazing event. Don't I'm, get any ideas, Michael. Don't get any ideas, Michael. <laughs> yes, please don't. We love it. We love you, and you are beautiful. Uh, I collect as well. I, I did gear towards vintage and some of the modern stuff, too, but I agree with both you guys. The event's awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show, Mike. Thank uh, you for thank, having us. Thank yeah, you for thank having you, me. Thank you for having me as well, Flynn. Of course. At the event, uh, IC Collectors Commission. Let's check it out. We'll be here next year, hopefully. I think I will, and these guys will too. Amen. What's up, Palace Horde? Welcome back. So today we're here at ICCCon in Nashville, Tennessee. We're on the ICC podcast stage. I got some special guests with me. To my right, this is Ashley from ECPC TV. You can follow her on TikTok at Ash the Cleric. And over to my left, I have my man, Flynn Hendricks. You can follow his podcast, I Know You Hear Me, on Instagram, and you can subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. And then to my far left is Matt from ECPC TV. You can follow them on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm the real Flynn Hendricks, by the way. <laughs> Well, I think there was a song about that in the late 90s, early 2000s, but we can't talk about that right now. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast right there, guys. All right, so we're here today. We are going to talk about what would happen if we had a mashup between Game of Thrones and Star Wars. So here's the question. Now, some of you from the audience did say it would be pretty cool to see an Ewok on a dragon. So I like that. that that's a good starting spot. So what do you guys say? What do you think? Man, I've, uh, I think an Ewok in Game of Thrones would die within five minutes of this show just because Game of Thrones is unforgiving and Star Wars, it could allow little cute teddy bears. This is true, but let's, let's uh, maybe raise it up a little bit. How about a Wookiee riding a dragon? There you go. I like that. I, I, can I, that. I see Chewie or Crescenton riding a dragon. I think that'd be pretty badass. Yeah. I feel like the Wookiees would get along with Hodor like real good. Like, <laughs> I feel like they would just understand one another and just click, like have a growl, of a Hodor, and then they'd just be like, oh, yeah. that would be. I will, I will say that a Rancor would fit perfectly in Game of Thrones. Rancor, Rancor versus, uh, was it not Nom Nom or something? Mm -hmm. the, the one giant, I think it was Nom Nom or something. Yeah. That'd be a nice little battle. 
Now, I know me and Flynn were talking off camera yesterday about the Night King versus Darth Maul. Oh, you, you have to. It's yeah. like uh, long-lost brothers meeting to establish who the cooler brother is at that point. Who's the most iconic <laughs> John Wayne or Clint Eastwood <laughs> of that family? You know, yeah. you, you have to do that. That, that makes sense, too, because, you know, they both have the horns. Both have the horns, right. And, like, and, and he's blue, so or, like, blue-white. So, you know, you have Savage Oppress, the yellow one, you have Darth Maul, the, you know, black ah. and red one, and then you have the long-lost brother who was left out in the cold, <laughs> who's the blue one. So now we're talking about like a three-way ladder match or something. Oh, yeah, yes, man. yes, I love it. But hang on, would Darth Maul walk away with both of his legs after that fight was done? That's the real question. Wait a minute, what legs? What legs does he have? The ones that uh, Mother Talzin gave. Tis a gave. flesh wound. <laughs> Tis merely a, a flesh wound. I, I can see uh, the head of the Lannister family. Who's the dad? I forget his first name. Uh, Tywin. Tywin and Count Dooku just oh. like eyebrowing it off. You know what I mean? Like just like they look really similar and uh, similar. <laughs> so Tywin and like, yeah, or or they might even like just join forces. That would be it'd be one. Yeah, that'd be strong right there. I, I have one here, and just because both of these characters were played by the same person, we've all seen that meme on the internet of uh, Brienne of Tarth, where it looks like someone may have crop dusted her, and they're waiting for her to smell it. <laughs> How would Captain Phasma? Accept that in the ranks of the First Order Stormtroopers. Would she allow that? Would she even smell it through the helmet? How would that go? <laughs> I mean, first, first you got to have a little more screen time to probably answer that question. And, you know, so. That's, that's true. And I, I just realized, too, I may have broken a rule here about talking about gas and fuel in Star Wars on stage. So I apologize. <laughs> no, that's just that one. He's, he's. That, that's one thing we try not to do here at ICCC. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you bring up Brienne of Tarth. And Captain Phasma, you know, same actress. But do you think one would have more of an advantage over the other in a fight? I personally think it would be Captain Phasma. Yeah. Just because of the upbringing she had and kind of fighting for survival and basically clawing her way up to the top, backstabbing whoever she had to to get to where she was now and get off the planet she was born on. I think that she's a survivalist, mm -hmm. and I think that would probably work in her favor. And see, I would and respectfully I see it, disagree. Yeah, I was gonna, Same here. I was going <laughs> to disagree because, like, you know, every area uh, Captain Phasma is getting her butt kicked, and Brienne of Tarth obviously has survived so many battles I would have to go with Brienne of Tarth uh, winning that she fight. She's a beast in the best way possible. Yeah. I'm, I love I can't that's disagree. one of my favorite characters, both in book and on screen. I think, oh, she nailed. They nailed it with yeah. her. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie did a great job in, in that role. That's oh, for sure. Oh my goodness, yeah. so so wonderfully balanced um, in in her acting there. Yeah, I think I, I'm in the minority here, so <laughs> I, I accept defeat on that. <laughs> well, someone's got to be wrong. So. <laughs> Why's it got to be me? <laughs> All right, so when thinking about the prequels, so now we're going to get a little, a little nuts here. So we have uh, Anakin and Padme, right? So if Padme wasn't there and we had Sansa and we had Daenerys and some of the female characters, so who is Anakin hooking up with? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just just don't say Anya. Let me, let me ask this. If it was Daenerys, would Luke and Leia still kiss in episode five? 
would that still be a thing? And they probably would have done more than that. Yeah, because they would Okay. Been yeah. Crazy. So maybe Denarius. So maybe we need yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no so, no Denarius. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go Sansa, I guess, on that one. I I would say Sansa just because of the royalty factor. She's just yep. like like Padme and yeah. just has the politics and the royalty and the you know, she she can hold her own. She's been through a lot and she still held that maturities and I I think, you know, relating to Padme, like, she would be the closest one. Yeah, I agree. And it does kind of keep the high stakes of that extra forbidden love where slave boy that becomes the hero of the galaxy is still forbidden to love this woman that was born into royalty as well. Oh, but what if, was it Marjorie or who? who? Queen Marjorie, yeah. Oh, if she and Anakin got together, that they would have manipulated the universe to the end of time. That would have been. Yeah, she probably would have been. Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her. She was. I said, "Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw out some duels. All right. And you tell me who's gonna win and why. Mm. Okay. All right. Ready? So, duel number one. We have Jamie Lannister versus Grievous. Mmm. Okay. I I would say Grievous only because he has more arms. <laughs> and. Uh, but no, seriously, like Jamie Lannister, like he he has a lot of conviction in his, like he is a great fighter, and but Grievous, I don't know, man, that that's that's actually a really good one. But Grievous, you know, he's ha- had a little bit of training from Sith, and he has more weapons, and uh, he's more battle ready. Mm-hmm. I would have to go through to Grievous on that one. All right, I agree. I, I yeah. agree too, and I think the mechanical enhancements and the warped, twisted, insane mind would help him in that situation. All right, well there you go on that one. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? Bron versus Obi Wan. <laughs> and Bron is a swordsman. What do you guys think? Uh, no, uh, it's a tough one. I, I, I'll just reference uh, the Count Dooku Obi Wan confrontations and how Obi Wan came up on the short end there. He held his own for a little bit, but I think he would get worn down, and eventually, the more skilled swordsman would maintain his composure, keep his cool, and ultimately have the victory. And you know what? Bronze not above cheap tricks. Yep. Ooh, good point. He yeah. really has no honor. Yep. Uh, and that's I, I think that's what we because Obi Wan has all the honor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Matt, which, what do you think? Which Obi-Wan? Old Obi-Wan, young Obi-Wan? Fair point. That's a good point. Well, I guess we'll go with young Obi-Wan just because we saw him in battle a little bit more. Okay, well, then I, I'd have to definitely go with uh, young Obi-Wan. Young Obi-Wan? Because uh, uh, that's, you know, at, at the height of his battle experience and the stuff that he's been through, and he defeated Anakin, uh, which was, like, because Anakin defeated Count Dooku very easily. So we know that his power was up, but we know when they fought, he was more in an emotional state with Padme. Mm. But I, I, just at the younger state, I would have to go with Obi-Wan on that one. All right. That'd be a good one, though. I, got, I would. I got two more. Wicked or Ghost? <laughs> I'm going Ghost on that one. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, Wicked. Sorry, you Wicked. Know. You're my people, but I'm sorry. <laughs> he's got he's got his little spear, but yeah, I think Ghost is gonna have today. Yeah. All right, so last one on this one. So let's do, gotta do it. Jon Snow or Luke Skywalker? Now, we, before we answer, let's pretend they both have lightsabers, because okay. you know you gotta make it a little bit balanced. <laughs> what do you think? 
And I know we're at a convention that's dealing with Star Wars, but let's be fair to Jon Snow. Okay, just from, I'm just going off viewing, and that's it, viewing of Game of Thrones and viewing of Star Wars. Okay, let me me ask you this first. Sure. At at what stage for Luke Skywalker? Because, like, that's got to come into play, because Luke, at certain points of his life, was either immature, not as experienced, or he is, like, in the uh, Mandalorian show, where he is on another level so uh let's go let's go with both on the top of their game so luke returning the jedi slash mando or and then Jon snow you know the last season when he's a man i uh, oh man i i I'm, all right i i will say Jon snow only because uh john snow at the top of his game at the end of the series he would have died for anything yeah. and uh i just think about him at, with battle of the bastards i mean he just yeah you know all those yeah well he was raised to survive i mean his worth was when uh, you know survive if you can but we're not going to do anything to help you because you are not you're Ill- illegitimate so i mean yeah. that's right was, right yeah he's been scrappy he's scrappy <laughs> matt what do you think or i'm sorry uh flynn what do you think no you got I, it right i'm flynn <laughs> <laughs> I'm flat. I'm the combination of Flynn. But um, I'm going to go with Luke just because if you can defeat an entire army of dark troopers, if you can convert your father back to the light side, survive force lightning that killed other people, and maintain your composure and stick to your guns during all that, you can maintain through that battle. Don't get me wrong, it'll be a hard-fought, probably bloody battle, yeah. but I think at the end, the Force would probably come into play, and that would work in Luke's favor. All right. See, and I kind of disagree because at the height of Luke Skywalker's game, he was into the Order. Like, it was almost like he was trying to regain the Order. So with Luke, there was rules. And with those rules, there was limitation. Mm. And it's when the his second order failed, then when everything went out the window and it didn't matter anymore. That's and true. with Jon Snow, there is no, it, it was, I have to defeat this person. I will give my entire life and limb to defeat this person because he has shown that from beginning to end because he has been the, one of the most discredited characters mm-hmm. until the end where he had to earn, like going to the Black Gate, Mm-hmm. And going through everything, or uh, the being with the wildlings, it was the wildlings, right? Correct. Yeah, being with the wildlings and then earning his place at the very end. Like, I just think his rules and limitations versus I need to get this done, I think Jon Snow would take it. So I have a question. Yep. Let's say we're in the Game of Thrones universe and all of a sudden the, the you know, force becomes a thing. Who Who do you think would, like... Who who would have the highest midichlorian count? Oh my god! <laughs> who would have? Sorry. That? <laughs> yeah, she did that on purpose. <laughs> that wasn't on the list. We talked about love and fuel. This is. This has been on the list for a long time. Well, listen. This love is how we started our morning. Love and fuel sounds like the Cantina Band's next. Day, right? <laughs> that is true. New band name, I call it. Okay. Uh, it's the highest. Like, so mid- let's just say, like you know, the force became a thing in that universe. Who would? Who would definitely have force powers? Like, I mean, just, you know. I, I think Jamie Lannister would definitely be yeah. a Sith. Like, I see him as this, only because of the redemption. Because it's, like, he started off like he was just as, as evil as his sister and ruthless. But then, like, he got humbled and mm-hmm. started to become good. 
And I'm like, man, that is totally a I love his storyline. Salvation story. It's so good. Yeah, I think and I think definitely on our Arya, I mean, the whole mission with her going to the you know, the the black and white house and all that kind of stuff. I, I think definitely Arya would be up there in her midichlorian count. Mm-hmm. Brienne, I think. Brienne too, probably. For sure. Yeah, yep. definitely and I'm just gonna say Hodor. Because I think the force would have predetermined his destiny at that point. Oh, wouldn't yeah. that have been interesting though, that they'd be like, his midichlorian count is very high. Hold the door. <laughs> Not very Hold the door. Like, you know. <laughs> so that'd be like interesting. Yeah, that'd be He's the kind of Chewbacca that we're always seeing. All right. Well, before before we wrap things up, I, I just want to thank you guys so much. This weekend has been amazing. Um, I have uh, I have some shirts and some pins uh, for my channel that I'm going to give you guys. Oh, thank you. So thank some you. free so swag. Much. So Ashley, that's for you. Thank you. And I, I really do appreciate it. And there's yours, Flynn. Oh, thank you. And oh, Matt. I'm Flynn now. Yes, I, I got it right there. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've only, been, I've only been sitting next to you, you know, for three straight oh, days. Of course, of so, course. Yeah. You know, we've why would I get it right when we're live? We've spent so. a lot of time together. We have, yes, we have. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys want to do any plugs before we get out of here? I'll just say, go to Linktree slash The Flynn Hendricks, find all my podcasts, Tales from the Haunt, I Know You Hear Me, get connected with my voice acting endeavors, my wrestling endeavors, all social medias, it's all on the Linktree, Linktree slash The Flynn Hendricks. Yeah, and as the real Flynn Hendricks, I'll be defending my title at the Kentucky uh, Fair thing. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) You take the bumps, I take the payoffs. (laughs) Ashley, go ahead. Uh, Follow us on ECPCTV. You can find us on YouTube. All of the interviews that have happened this weekend will be posted there. Um, there, I mean, they're already there right now, and so you can go. There's been some really great ones this weekend. Also, if you like really mediocre content, um, from a semi-blonde person. Follow <laughs> Ash the Cleric on TikTok. All right. She also doubles as a Katie Sackhoff stand-in. That is yeah, true. That's we, my future career. That is a future career, yes. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in. And guess what, guys? I'm going to say it again. Don't forget to keep those heads on. Take care. Ladies, gentlemen, sleepaholics, we are here live at ICCC. We have me, your fearless leader, Sleeping Collectibles. We have Space Buns over here to the left. And we have the one-man enterprise, Flynn Hendricks. Welcome, guys. How you guys doing today? Fantastic. So good. Whoa. Someone's real excited to be here today. I know, right? Uh, So we're here. uh, Day three, final day. Uh, It has been a wild con. We have got a lot of stuff done. We've met a lot of really cool people. My man Flynn here, especially. And we have seen some craziness out there on the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are your guys' takeaways? What, do, what are your thoughts, Flynn? Well, How have things been? First off, I have to give a takeaway because I just noticed your Hypnotoad tattoo. Yes. And your Ah Real Monsters. I don't know how I haven't seen those all weekend. It, I'm, <laughs> I'm taken away by that. It, it's actually a Hypno Megatoad. It's got Kenny Omega hair and the Omega oh, Simpsons. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Okay. Kind of metal. Yeah. But man, this is... Um, I, I may get some, uh, some beef from the internet community on this, but this whole weekend has been like every Star Wars trilogy where it builds up to the third one being the best so far. Ooh. And don't get me wrong, day two last night, day two yesterday, it was wild, it was epic, I had a blast. But, man, day three has already started off hot. I'm up yeah. here with you guys. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is just the community itself. Absolutely having fun, beautiful. having people out there with things that I haven't been able to get my hands on. Oof. Now, somebody, I won't name names, beat me to a General Grievous uh, Hot Toys, but I'm not going to point any fingers. Mm. But, I mean, I would also think, too, I found my people this weekend because I feel pretty comfortable saying we are the uh, 
championship collectors, the triad ooh, of ooh, championship ooh. collectors, yeah. maybe? Polish that off for the yeah. audience here. <laughs> what about you guys? I tell you, some of the stuff that I've seen out on that floor has shook me to my core. There's been some serious heat out there. Oh, I've, I've seen graded figures that I never dreamed I would see in person, mm -hmm. let alone hold. I've had people hand me $10,000 figures this week, and I'm like... I don't, I don't know pressure. if I should be holding It's like holding a baby yeah. Like you don't want to drop it Because then you're not getting any Christmas presents right. People are like that's John He dropped a baby once We're not talking to him <laughs> Like I don't know I'm good Wild stuff Dude it's insane What, what about you Space Buns what, What's your takeaway so far I'm just blown away at all of the old school vintage stuff That I saw this yeah. weekend Like I am like crazy over the boxes And how they all look dingy and like grungy and like I love the boxes and I saw so much of that and I'm not used to seeing that anywhere else so I was really blown away by that yeah, we typically don't take in a lot of uh, right. vintage stuff so like getting in dipping our toes in this week we actually just bought a, an inbox sealed Ewok village we just took it out to the car uh, I have a speeder bike at home I have a couple carded figures but like we really kind of started picking up some stuff this weekend and it's not something I was prepared for I don't think it, it's a struggle to not come here and spend money let's just go ahead and put it out there right now it's the ultimate struggle uh, the the four thousand dollars my wallet has lost this weekend can attest to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been wild. Uh, so, have you picked up anything? Have you gotten anything out there, man? Uh, the the coolest things for me, um, I picked up a few figures, especially some that have kind of been like in pre order limbo because of the world we live in now. Yeah. So, had them at a fair, great price out there. Couldn't pass them up. Went ahead and snagged them. Also, made it a point to get both of the exclusive convention prints Ooh. because last time that, you know, I was at this convention or even some of the guests that were here, I was going as a guest, uh, you know, just to buy the ticket, meet them, get the autographs. So I had to get those, get the prints, and get them signed by these people because, the, like I said, the last time I was here, I was a fan. Now I'm here as a guest on stage with you guys, and I've been doing this all weekend. I had to get those signed and get them framed to go outside of my studio. So that's been the thing for me, just personal personal momentum. Hey, what's your Instagram right now? I'll put it in the chat so everybody can have a look. We have 32 people in the chat right now. It is yeah. at the underscore Flynn underscore Hendrix, and Flynn is F-L-Y-N-N. And if anybody can take a screenshot and hover over, I got a QR code to make it easy. Ooh, we like that. Ooh, even better. Let me go ahead and pin that to the top of the chat so people Cheap can. Cheap plug, too. Once you get connected, check out both of my podcasts here and keep up with my voice acting and wrestling endeavors. Perfect. We're going to talk about those wrestling endeavors. Yeah. I heard yes, something wild happened last <laughs> night. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be hearing about that. What are you, Space After hours. What's the favorite thing you picked up this weekend? I can show you. Oh, oh, oh she getting oh, fancy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Scooped up a little Ewok. <laughs> I... As soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I have to have that. And we, then I also just picked up literally, what, 25 minutes ago, I got an Ewok Village of Vintage. Uh, she Ewok, did Village, Ewok Village. And I had to have it. And it's awesome. Can you uh, can you also hold up that shirt that you bartered my buddy for? <laughs> I, I got to give a cheap plug to my home haunt Nashville I, nightmare. I did. I saw his shirt. I said, dude, I love your shirt. And he said, do you want it? And I said, yes. So now I have a really awesome you know, and not to hijack at all, shirt. but if you're in the Nashville area on May 13th and 14th, we're doing halfway to Halloween. Go to NashvilleNightmare.com for more details. Thank you. She really just walked up to a guy and was like, I like your shirt. And he took it off and was like, and take it. It's gave it to me. Right yes, booth. he gave it to me. So Wild things happen. Wild. Thank you. Room. Thank you. <laughs> to me, I've picked up a ton of stuff. I don't know. The car is going to bottom out on the way home. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we picked up an Obi-Wan Mythos statue from Sideshow. Looks gorgeous. Huge box. Uh, I actually had to take out my daughter's car seat and just like throw it 
out the window because there's yeah. no room for it anymore. Yeah. It got blown away. In She's gone. Last. We have an Obi-Wan now. We're good. <laughs> uh, got that General Grievous hot toy. We picked up an Ewok village. Oh. Picked you, up you spoke. 20 to 30 Black Series figures. Uh, there's going to be a pretty epic haul at the end of this. Uh, we weren't quite ready for that. We were blown We away. were incredibly unprepared. And the family here. Like, yeah. when I'm talking to people and just being like, oh, I really like that. He's like, yeah, I've seen your YouTube channel. I know your TikTok. He's like, I'll knock 20 bucks off for you. And I'm like, what? Dude, you don't have to do that. I'll pay full price. Say no more, fam. I got you. Yeah, it was very, very cool. So we, we've definitely met a lot of friends. We've met a lot of people we really enjoy, yourself included. Thank you, thank you. And speaking yes. of you, I, I want to dive into this thing last night. So okay. last night, oh goodness, we uh, we attended the Pence Back Live here at the ICCC stage. That was, might have been too many C's there. They just, I, they I do it all out. <laughs> yeah. We were here on the oh. stage watching everything go down, and you and Mr. MCE had a little bit of a confrontation here. Uh, why don't you go and tell everybody about that? Well, it all started because I mean these guys. They thought they were cool. They thought they were funny. They they bought things that I wanted to buy. They beat me to it. So there was some natural beef there. And me being the constant salesman that I am, constant shill that I am, if I hear it's going live, why am I not going to try and interject myself into the situation? It's very heelish of you. Very much so. Because it's very I'm, smart. I'm back there with the one of the longest tenured titles in Kentucky State history, over 25 years of heritage right here. I've got that in the room with me. I've got a world title that I competed twice for with me. I've got one of the junior heavyweight titles from Music City here that I won. Why is the attention on them and not me? I mean, like, I'm back here, I'm doing things for a good cause, and here they are, drinking on stage, talking about all this stuff they bought, and I, I was a little offended. So what do I do? I come up here and try and stake my claim, try to make the show entertaining, and one of them gives me a stunner. Yeah. A stone cold stunner. A live stone yeah. cold stunner. I was stuck with my feet over my head with whiplash from that, and then what happens when I finally get up, well, I guess I probably should have kept my <laughs> mouth shut, but then a child comes up and tries to play with me, and then she knees me below the belt. You took that like a champion. Yeah. Oof. yeah. I was assaulted, but I mean... I. It was fun to watch, I'm just going to say. And it was for a good cause. It, yes, was it was for a good cause because it did help go to the Nashville Humane Society, and that donation will be made after this weekend is over in day three wraps. So I can't really say that I, it was it was worth it 100%. Definitely. And those guys had a blast. I had a blast. And everybody watching had a blast. Thank you to everybody that watched it. Thank you to everybody that followed me after the fact. And I actually had people that were at the con that had left for the day calling me on the way to my truck last night asking what happened because they thought something like we got into an altercation <laughs> and like I was just like I don't want to ruin the magic for these people but <laughs> I also don't want them to think that these guys are complete douchebags either. Ha hashtag kayfabe. We're yeah gonna, exactly. We're gonna stick That's it through. It. It'll be okay. That was really really fun though. I really enjoyed it. It's probably one of the highlights of the conference. It was. Right? It, it was. It felt real too. Like it was. That was the biggest thing. I was hey, like, "Hey, he goes big." big I was enough. like, "We don't need it." Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, "Is this like real? Like, it, is this okay? Okay, this is actually happening." I was very, very blown away let, by it. Let me put this uh, in a perspective, just on a personal level. For me, like I've, I've unfortunately gotten in fights with fans because Ooh. I take being a heel very seriously and I've had the cops called on me as recently as this year I've had fans try to fight me again try to do damage to the building that tops all that because it was so fun it was so spur of the moment and I, I hate to say it but the landing on that floor was much softer than landing in a wrestling ring <laughs> how does that work <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it was it was a blast. So I'm just I'm glad those guys had fun with it too, and I'm glad everybody was entertained by it. That's very. What made you get into wrestling? How how'd you how'd you start this journey? Um, I was always the fat kid in middle school and high school. Wasn't cool to like stuff like that. Um, I'd gotten into wrestling in like third grade. Fell away from it. Came back around the time of The Rock and Hulk Hogan in 2002. Ice cream! Oh! Yeah! Woo! Woo! Hey, Cloud City's that way. <laughs> but, uh, no, there I was this iconic... I was going to say I wanted some ice I cream. I said I want some I know, ice cream! Right? They move so quick. Soft serve, please. Uh, <laughs> Chocolate. There was this iconic match with The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Got to go to the Judgment Day pay-per-view after Ooh. that. Watch The Undertaker win the title, despite that one. horrible choke slam to Hulk Hogan. Uh, but, you know, I was just hooked after that. Got connected with Coco Beware because he was a family friend. And then I saw the Shawn Michaels-Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania. And uh, that'll do it. Brother, I, you couldn't dissuade me one way or another. That is really good. That's very recent, yeah. too. I wouldn't have pegged you for... Yeah. I thought you seem so experienced and good at this. That wasn't that long ago. No, and it's crazy to say, but time has no meaning anymore. It, <laughs> yeah, it really you're not does. wrong. I feel, this weekend flew by. I understand that. I feel like it's been one day, but it's yep. been four almost now. You ain't kidding. Ugh. Now, back to the con. Let's get back yeah, into this oh, yeah. just a little bit. So when we first walked in the door, uh, those droids at the door that greet us, how cool Oh my god. I want one for my house. I need the Mickey Mouse one like now. She's about the size of one. I've tried to convince <laughs> her to crawl inside of one and maybe we can just, just like, sneak take it, it home. Yeah. If Yoda could do it, you could do it. I could do it. He did. I would do it. She's got pointed ears. She yeah. might be confused for Yoda. We can paint them green. Yeah. yeah I'll make it work. I'm down. I'll cause a distraction. Somebody stun me in the lobby. <laughs> Somebody stun you in the lobby. Oh my gosh, we got lots of questions in the chat already. Oh man. Uh, Hambone wants me to show the pickups. I can't. They're all in my car right now. I can't. I see one. Thoughts on Otis? Oh, we're not going to talk about Otis here publicly. Not in front of all these fine folks. They don't need to be dissuaded by that. We're not a big Otis fans here at Sleeping Collectibles. I think we, we actually have a live question out in the oh. crowd. Oh, even better. All right, I, I know this one already. I know I would be a hot topic manager Kylo Ren type, where I would just complain about my booking and I'm better than this, and I would just constantly stomp my feet around the ring. But I'd also be really good. Like I'd just be like, I have all this potential to be the greatest of all time, but yet I'm angry because the mat's blue. Like I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm mad. It's my destiny. I'll let the lovely lady go next. Oh, I'm not sure. I mean. I don't know. I love Ewoks, so I don't know. I don't know what I would what I would do with can, that. Can you just follow me to the ring and as I complain, you just yell "Yub Nub" and just stomp? Yes, me. I mean, see, look, look, that look. sounds great. Coco Beware had a mascot. The British Bulldogs had a mascot. See? Jake the Snake. There's your mascot. I would be. A, you just I call would, her Matilda. I can see it. I would be a great I, mascot. I mascot. <laughs> yeah. You said it. That's but, true. All right, you. I would literally be a combat, just a bounty hunter. I would go to the highest bidder, the highest promoter that paid. Pay me to be good. Pay me to be bad. Just pay me. I'll get the job done. Ooh, I like. Another question says, "Have we seen the infamous?" the notorious Joey the Padawan Collector. And we have. We actually did an interview with Joey. Joey's been here a few times. You guys will probably see that really, really soon. I think really we got soon. pictures with him and stuff we too, did, didn't we? We did. We've also yeah. seen Junkman. I see Blue Harvest asking about Junkman there. Saturday Morning Comics, Cade is uh, asking me if we've bumped into back of the cereal box. Right behind right The behind one us. time he's not in this room, I'm talking about him. And oddly enough, they have a fellow wrestler with them. They do. Yes, they Where do. Where'd they go? They just disappeared on know. us there. They knew we were giving them a cheap plug and left. Left Coast Graphics wants a shot at your title. 
Which one? Ooh, ooh, left Which coast. One? Which one? He makes some crazy pins. If you guys haven't checked out left coast graphics, he does a lot of Kenner inspired inspired Star Wars pins, and they look phenomenal. Yeah, I, they do. Been on my house, really, really good. I see a question. Uh, Darth Blaze wants to know if we've bought any Mythic Legions. We have not seen any Mythic Legions. There was some given away last night. Uh, one yeah. of the right, podcasts yeah. on stage gave away a few of them, uh, but we haven't seen any for sale otherwise. Mostly yeah, Star Wars it. stuff for the most part. <laughs> Blaze is very excited about those Mythic Legions. All right, let's see what we got here. What else? Uh, Thousandth Ghost wants to know more about Tales from the Haunt. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, okay, good question. Yes. That is actually a podcast uh, that I started with my friend, co-host, and engineer, Just Jeff, who's actually wandering around the con right now. We're both scare actors, so hence the cheap plug for Nashville Nightmare earlier. Um, and we just wanted to talk about what it was like to be a scare actor, having an everyday life, and then going into haunt season where you pretty much work seven days a week for three months or however long at a time. Sometimes you don't get a day off. Last season, I worked 70 days straight without a day off. And I had bags under my eyes. I I was tired, but I loved it. So we wanted to talk about what it takes to be a scare actor, what it takes to be somebody that runs these attractions, cool. and how you can get into it and how you can get involved. And also, we've come to find out that a lot of these scare actors hated haunted houses before they got involved. So we want to know how that works. How were you so scared that you wanted to have a job here now? So go check it out. All right, let's wrap this thing up with one last question from everybody. Cold Bane Games, who is really close to 1,000 subscribers, by the way. Get him over that mark. Really great, really great friend of mine. He wants to know what has been the most exciting moment. What has been your con moment for the year that you'll take with you? Uh, that would be earlier today, man, I got a 1 and a 1A, I'm, I can't decide on just one, but interviewing Anna Graves for the I Know You Hear Me podcast, and then also, last night, taking the stunner, getting <laughs> kicked by a child, and doing it all for a great cause. Those were my two for the week. It's not often than getting kicked by a child is on your highlight list. Well, I mean, <laughs> my kids can't kick that high yet. <laughs> Space buns, you, highlight? My highlight. Um, so I was at a booth this weekend, and they were selling um, they were selling lightsabers, and they had a very very nice Sailor Moon lightsaber that uh, sleeping kept trying to get me to not. Um, huh? Keep going. Kept trying to get me to not walk to. Um, So anyways, I'm standing here with this saber and I was talking about buying it and this girl came up and she really, really, really wanted it and they were like, well, you need to fight her for it. And I was like, you know, I'm a friend, not a fighter. You can go ahead and have the saber. And I gave her the saber and when that happened, they ended up, I ended up getting a free saber because I was... I guess genuine and nice and was like this girl can have it. That's very cool. So that was really awesome. And the whole con experience for me I don't know if I could pick one. It's just been a ton of fun and I want to with that I want to send a great shout out to ICCC here in Nashville for having us out for putting this on. Thank you. It's been an amazing time. You guys have to get out here and check it out. Michael Havens did a fantastic job. He really did. Really did. And I got to send thanks to Jim our uh, man in the booth. He's been running this thing and holding (laughs) down making us not sound like weebs up here. Oh yeah. Thank you. Feeling pretty good about it. So we're going to wrap it up and plug what you got real quick. Throw me a 10 second plug. Guys, I'm on all social media and uh, YouTube, Instagram, all that fun stuff, and podcasting platforms. Got tongue tied there. Just go to Linktree slash the Flynn Hendricks. Everything is all in one nice place. Get subscribed, do the shout outs, have some fun, enjoy the quality entertainment. And you guys know us. We're Sleeping Collectibles and Space Bones at Sleeping Collectibles on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Come check us out. Come hang out. That's it. That's and I know you hear us. Bye. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we are back here on the pod. Day three is starting to come to a close. It has been an amazing day, and I've lost count of how many times I've been on stage now, but good Lord, this has been more of an experience than I could ever ask for. So you know, of course, I had to bring my main man, the guy that makes these interviews and these podcasts sound pretty, the engineer, the Jefferson Starship himself, just Jeff. I brought him to the convention with me this weekend. Jeff, what has your experience been so far? Man, it's been freaking crazy um, between all the vendors and all the other podcast shows and freaking Anthony Daniels on the stage just yeah. a few minutes ago. That was crazy. Broke out into some C-3PO voice, and, man, I just felt like goosebumps everywhere. Of course. Crazy. And, like, one of the coolest things, too, was, you know, like when I was in line to get the convention poster signed by Ian McDermott waiting for Anthony to come back in, I got a chance to meet uh, Anthony Daniels' wife. And then just talking to her, one of the nicest down-to-earth people in the world, got a chance to talk to her while he was on stage here again, man. And just getting to see the family aspect, because, you know, it's a family atmosphere here. Michael Havens created that. But seeing Anthony Daniels bring his family, James Arnold Taylor brought his family, Matt Lanner brought his family, Ashley Eckstein, legendary husband, baseball player for the Cardinals, I believe, David Eckstein, is here, and her parents are here. Like, it yeah. is legitimately a family atmosphere. How cool is that? Yeah, that's that's definitely what Michael was going for when he started this, what, eight, nine years ago now? Yeah, dude, um, it's insane. So, so, I mean, for him to do that, kudos to him. Absolutely, so. and it's only on to bigger and better things from here, too. Yeah. So, what has been your favorite moment of the weekend so far? Uh, honestly, the fact that my family was here with me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't have Mrs. Jeff here with me today, um, but me and my – You've got Junior me, Jeff. Yeah, I got me and LJ here. Little Jeff, little Jeff. <laughs> um, but she came out with me yesterday, and Ryland came out, and they had a great time. But uh, there's a lot of walking involved. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, let's wrap this one up with a quick – you already know what we're going to do. You know that we're going to call it in the ring, brother. So throw a question my way. Of course. So uh, what was your highlight of this weekend? Other than the fact that you got the autographs and you was on stage so many times, what was your favorite part of this weekend? Man, um, it, it's still a toss-up right now. And Actually, I've got three to throw in the mix because, man, not only – you know, let me put it in perspective. It was so cool to tell some of these people or get to write a thank you note to Anthony Daniels or give Ashley and David Eckstein my shirts or even get James Arnold Taylor and Anna Graves my shirts. But, like, being able to interview Anna Graves, being able to be on a live-streamed podcast on night two – Take a stunner and raise money for charity. That is the best part of this weekend, no matter what. So next year, ICC 2023 is going to have some big shoes to fill. But, dude, this whole weekend has just been an unimaginable blur. I cannot fathom it, dude. But it's been amazing. Yeah, it's going to make going back to the Monday grind kind of tough, ain't it? Oh, adulting. But, guys, I think this is going to wrap up my live endeavors here as we're getting close to the finish line of the day three and the entire weekend here. Closing ceremonies are going to be starting momentarily. So I just want to thank you all for continuing to listen to my trilogies and my experiences at my first live convention as a guest. This has been a 
amazing, amazing weekend for me, and I hope you've enjoyed these interviews and you've kept up with the live streams. And if you haven't already, guys, go get subscribed. Information's in the show notes. Go do some good in the world, and we'll get back to our regularly scheduled format next week. So in the meantime, go get caught up on both podcasts and the archives because you know i got to give Tales from the Haunt love too. But, guys, this has been ICC 2022, my three-day weekend experience. Check it out. Come next year. I want to chat with you at my booth. And until I talk to you again, be safe, do some good in the world, and I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.